The people knew the story even before the play was first performed. It was one of those stories that made it rounds whenever Hegbert had to baptize a baby or attend a funeral. Everyone knew about it and that's why I think so many people got emotional whenever they saw the Christmas play. They knew it was based on something that happened in real life which gave it the special meaning. Jamie Sullivan was a senior in high school just like me and she'd already been chose to play the angel. Not that anyone else had a chance. This of course made the play extra special that year. It was going to be a big deal, maybe the biggest ever, at least in the Miss Garber's mind. She was a drama teacher and she was already glowing about the possibilities of the first time I met her in the class. Now, I hadn't really planned on taking drama that year. I really hadn't. But it was either that or chemistry too. The thing was, I thought it would be a blue of class, especially when compared with my other option. No papers, no tests, no tables, where I'd have to memorize of protons, neutrons, and combine elements in their proper formulas. What could be possibly better for a high school senior, right? It seemed like a short thing, and when I signed up for it, I thought I'd be just be able to sleep throughout every class. which considering my late night peanut eating was fairly important at that time on the first day of class i was one of the last to arrive coming in just a few seconds before the bell rang and i took a seat in the back of the room miss garber had her back turned to the class and she was busy writing her name in big cursive letters as if we don't know who she was everyone knew her it was impossible not to she was big at least 6 feet 2 with flaming red hair and pale skin that showed her freckles well into her 40s she was also overweight i'd say honestly she pushed to 50 and she had a fondness of wearing flower pattern mummers she had thick dark horn rimmed glasses and she greeted everyone with hello sort of the singing the last syllable miss garber was one of a kind that is for sure and she was single which made it even worse a guy no matter how old couldn't help but feel sorry for a girl like her beneath her name she wrote the goal she wanted to accomplish that year self confidence was number 1 followed by self awareness third self fulfillment miss garber was big into this self stuff which put her really ahead of the curve as far as psychotherapy is concerned though she probably didn't realize it that time miss garber was a pioneer in that field maybe it had something to do with the way she looked maybe she was just trying to feel better about herself but i digress it wasn't until their class started that i noticed something unusual though before high school was in large i knew for a fact it was pretty much split 50 50 between males and females which was why i was surprised when i saw that this class was at least 90% female there was only one other male in the class which to my thinking was a good thing and for a moment i felt flush with a lookout world here i come kind of the feeling <laughs> girls 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 i couldn't help but think girls and girls and no test inside okay so i was in the most forward thinking guy on the block miss gaba brings up the christmas play and tells everyone that Jamie Sullivan is going to be the angel that year. 
Miss Garber started clapping right away. She was a member of the church too. And there were a lot of people who thought she was gunning for Egbert in a romantic sort of a way. The first time I heard it, I remember thinking that it was a good thing that they were too old to have children if they were together. Imagine translucent with freckles. <laughs> the very thought gave everyone shudders. But of course, no one ever said anything about it. At least within hearing distance of Miss Garber and Egbert. Gossip is one thing, hurtful gossip is another. And even in high school, we weren't that mean. Miss Garber kept on clapping all alone for a while until all of us finally joined in because it was obvious that was what she wanted. Stand up, Jamie, she said. So Jamie stood up and turned around and Miss Garber started clapping even faster as if she was standing in presence of a bona fide movie star. Okay, so now Jamie Sullivan was a nice girl. She really was. Before it was small enough that it had only one elementary school. So we'd been in the same classes for our entire lives. And I'd be lying if I said I never talked to her. Once in second grade, she'd, see, she'd sat in the seat right next to me for a whole year. And we even had a few conversations. But it didn't mean that I spent a lot of time hanging out with her in my spare time. Even back then. Who I saw in school was one thing. And who I saw after school was something completely different. And Jimmy had never been on my social calendar. It's not that Jamie was unattractive, don't get me wrong. She wasn't hideous or anything like that. Fortunately, she had taken after her mother, who, based on pictures I'd seen, wasn't half bad, especially considering who she ended up marrying. But Jamie wasn't exactly what I considered attractive either. Despite the fact that she was thin, with honey blonde hair and soft blue eyes, most of the time she looked sort of plain. And that was when you notice her at all. Jimmy didn't care about outward appearances because she was always looking for things like inner beauty. And I suppose that part is the reason of why she looked away that she did. For long as I'd known her, and this was going way back, remember, she'd always worn her hair in tight bun, almost like a spinster, without a stitch of makeup on her face, coupled with her usual brown cardigan and plaid skirt. She always looked as though she were on her way to an interview for a job at the library. We used to think it was just a phase and that she'd eventually grow out of it. But she never had. Even though our first three years of high school, she hadn't changed at all. The only thing that had changed was the size of her clothes. But it wasn't just the way Jamie looked that made her different. It was also the way she acted. Jimmy didn't spend any time hanging out at Cecil's dinner or going to slumber parties with other girls. And I knew for a fact that she'd never had a boyfriend for her entire life. Old Hegbert would probably have a heart attack if she had. But even if by some odd turn of events, Hegbert had allowed it, it still wouldn't have mattered. Jamie carried her Bible wherever she went. and. If her looks and Hagbert didn't keep the boys away, the Bible sure as heck did. Now, I like the Bible as much as next teenage boy, but Jamie seemed to enjoy it in a way that was completely foreign to me. Not only did she go to vacation Bible school every August, but she would read the Bible during lunch break at school, 
In my mind, that wasn't normal. Even if she was minister's daughter, no matter how you sliced it, reading Paul's letter to Ephesians wasn't nearly as much fun as flirting. If you know what I mean. But Jamie didn't stop there. Because all of her Bible readings, or maybe because of Egbert's influence, Jamie believed it was important to help others, and helping others is exactly what she did. I knew she volunteered at the orphanage in Moorhead City, but for her, simply wasn't enough. She was also in charge of one fundraiser or another, helping everyone from the Boy Scouts to Indian princesses. And I know that when she was 14, she spent part of a summer painting the outside of an elderly neighbor's house. Jamie was the kind of girl who'd pull weeds in someone's garden without being asked, or stop traffic to help little kid cross the road. She'd save her allowance to buy a new basketball for the orphans, or she'd turn around and drop the money into church basket on Sunday. She was, in other words, the kind of girl who made the rest of us look bad. And whenever she glanced my way, I couldn't help but feel guilty, even though I hadn't done anything wrong. Nor did Jamie limit her good deeds to the people. If she ever came across a wounded animal, for instance, she'd try to help it too. Opossums, squirrels, dogs, cats, frogs—it didn't matter to her. Doctor Rawlings, the vet, knew her by sight, and he'd shake his head whenever he saw her walking up to the door carrying a cardboard box with yet another critter inside. He'd take off his eyeglasses and wipe them off with his handkerchief, while Jamie explained how she'd found the poor creature and what had happened to it. He was hit by a car, Doctor Rawlings. I think it was in Lord's plan to help me find him and try to save him. You'll help me, won't you? With Jamie, everything was in the Lord's plan. That was another thing. She always mentioned the Lord's plan whenever you talked to her, no matter what the subject. The baseball game turned out must be Lord's plan to prevent something worse from happening. A surprise trigonometric quiz that everyone in class fails must be in the Lord's plan to give us challenges. Anyway, you get the picture. Then, of course, there was the whole Hegbert situation, and this didn't help her at all. Being the minister's daughter could not have been easy, but she made it seem as if it were the most natural thing in the world, and she was so lucky to have been blessed in that way. That's how she used to say, "It's true. I've been so blessed with a father." Like mine. Whenever she said, all we could do was shake our heads and wonder what planet she actually came from. Despite all these other strikes, though, the one thing that really drove me crazy about her was the fact that she was always so damn cheerful. No matter what was happening around her, I swear that girl never said a bad thing about anything or anyone, even to choose, even to those of us. One that nice to her, she would hum to herself as she walked around the street. She would wave to strangers driving by in their cars. Sometimes ladies would come running out of their houses if they saw her walking by, offering her pumpkin bread if they've been baking all day, or lemonade if the sun was high in the sky. It seemed as if every adult in the town adored her. She's such a nice young lady, they'd say whenever Jamie's name came up. The world would be a better place if there were more people like her. When my friends and I 
didn't quite see it that way. In our minds, when Jamie Sullivan was plenty, I was thinking about all this while Jamie stood in front of us, the first day of the drama class, and I admit that I wasn't much interested in seeing her. But strangely, when Jamie turned to face us, I kind of got a shock, like I was sitting on a loose wire or something. She wore a plaid skirt with a white blouse and some brown cardigan sweater I'd see a million times. But there were two new bumps on her chest that the sweater couldn't hide. That I swore hadn't been just there three months earlier. She had never worn makeup and still she didn't. But she had a tan, probably from Bible school, and for the first time she looked well, almost pretty. Of course, I dismissed that thought right away. But as she looked around the room, she stopped and smiled right at me. Obviously, glad to see that I was in the class. It was until later that I would learn the reason why.